Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. My name is Aram, my pronouns are he, him, and welcome back to God's Fall. My name is Michael, my pronouns are he, him. I play Zion Preeton, the newly arisen god of force. My name is Doug, and my pronouns are he and him, and I play Doro Knot, the newly arisen god of travel. My name is Joe, my pronouns are he, him, and I play Lord Haldir Loran, the newly arisen god of war. My name is Kelly, my pronouns are she, her, and I play Rena Falaval, the arisen god of war. This whole meeting, Rena's been staring at the sniper gun. She's been, like, trying to figure it out. She's just staring at it, like... So, right now, they are all weapons you are unfamiliar with, except for Haldir. But none of you are trained with these, so you're not... You don't get... So, how does that work? It's a... You don't get your proficiency bonus. So, you would just get your dex bonuses. So, I would say that with practice... So, by the time you... If you guys practice with these guns, if you guys use these guns... By the time you're to your next level, by the time you hit ninth level, you'll be proficient in whichever gun you've been practicing. Now, Haldir, at any point, if you make another one of these guns, so this doesn't stop you from making them. You can make any one of these guns at any point, even if someone else has one. Their gun was, will just simply fall to dust in their hands while you make a new one. You're not giving them up. You're lending these out. So, so for the magazines with the guns, do I have to create individual magazines or can I just reload the guns as they go? With you, they never run out of bullets. For the ones that are being used, yeah. You can bonus round reload any gun you can touch. You could potentially make clips for your guns. Now, I'm not sure how I feel about this because clips aren't technically weapons, however vital for a weapon to be used. So you could make a clip for a gun but it'll instantly vanish as soon as you take your hand off it. So you're going to have to experiment with it, maybe something with godstones or godstone dust sprinkled into the mix to make them permanent or at least last long enough to be fired, like maybe a week or so, but we'll have to mess with that. What do you mean something with god? Like they're going to be shooting godstones? In so other words, they- when you form those bullets, you're going to need a little bit of godstone dust in the mix when you do it. Well, I would I would lend out my last godstone, but it just seems to have disappeared. I don't know what happened <laughs> to it. So. Hey, <laughs> would it even be a question? Would it even be a, if you're if you're missing anything? Wouldn't you go like Doro? 
<laughs> I still have a few pieces of Godstone. That's true. I, do. I don't think it's worth using because the Godstone is so valuable for the battery. Right. Yeah, that's I'm true. Not sure it's useful to use it. It's for, better as a battery than it would yeah, be as a clip. As a so, gun. so just using whatever whatever's inside the clip when I create the gun is probably the better way to do it. Yeah. So you just have limited shots. So your pistol, your large 45 pistol, has six rounds. The shotgun is a pump shotgun that has four rounds. The sniper rifle would have, let's say, five rounds. And then the Tommy gun would have an entire drum. Okay, so I rolled my dexterity and I got a three. So I'm going to say that I decide judiciously that guns, guns are, are not for you. <laughs> <laughs> what gun did you take to practice with? The pistol, of course. But The first shot fires back, almost smashes you in the face. <laughs> your finger gets caught in the release, so it's like jams your finger and you're bleeding. And it's like everything about this was very bad. It's a horrible experience. Never mind, I'll just, uh, you know, crush them with my mind. Drop the gun and just <laughs> right. throw them off. <laughs> right. In theory, Zion could create guns using his own force powers, right? All you need is a cylinder and a projectile and then the force well, to yeah, push Well, yeah, I mean, out. essentially, yes. And I've already kind of done this before. So, like, uh, shot rocks and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, like, Zion's convinced that, nah, you know, that's not going to really help me anyway. Right. But what I am also convinced of, so how much do you understand about these things? How much do you understand about how they're made? All of it. I understand all of it. Okay, well, this is kicking down the can, assuming we survive the week, uh, <laughs> and assuming all these people are dealt with or they run away like little little scaredy cats. Right. Um, scaredy <laughs> cats, yes. That's the word you were looking That's for. That's the yep. word, yep. Uh, then uh, we, uh, we will have to stop by and find some smelting gear and make some of these things. You want to make guns. You want to officially introduce guns into this world. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Outstanding. I knew this was going to go somewhere as soon as I figured it out, but yes. I have a point of order to, to raise. I have a much better idea for these guns. Why don't we sell them to people and then walk away and then they just turn to dust and then oh. we have the money. Oh. <laughs> that's okay. Not a bad idea, actually. actually. That's yeah. a pretty good idea. That's not a bad, I that's not be a bad like, idea. Go up to someone and be like, watch what this does and kill something or something. <laughs> Holy like, shit. Yeah, you want to buy this for 100 yeah, gold? Yeah, I'll give you yes. 100 gold for that. 100, for 100 yeah. gold. Yeah. You know something? I bet you <laughs> pop, that pop. is legitimately, if we could do that without being known that it's us, right? that is probably an amazing way to draw out at least Bang Bang. 100% it would it's be true. a way you to put draw like, Bang Bang. Oh, you do, then he would be like, I want to oh, learn these guns that they're selling. Oh my or he'd be like, how the fuck like, do these people have weapons? How are their guns here? And I need here's to find what out you how. Need to do. Yeah. Here's what you need to do. You need to go with like the Thieves Guild. You need to introduce that idea there because that's how it's going to spread fast. Oh, like, yeah, that would be wildfire. A like wildfire, right? And we all know yeah. we know that Cyril and Tiago have been talking to the Thieves Guild. That would do it. And then what we right. what we'd have to do is create like this this room or or, or set up this this uh, situation where we're going to be delivering a cat like a cache of weapons, and then just expect Bang Bang to show up and just take them then. That is a perfect way to draw them out. Thank sure you. Sure is. Yes. 
I like this plan, everyone. Everyone remember this plan. All right, let me get Dex rolls. Uh, Doro, are you practicing with guns? Hell no. Okay. The, I mean, the kickback. <laughs> I don't see the reason to use this thing. Doro picks up a shotgun. It's halfway across the deck. <laughs> no, I wanted also, to pick up the Tommy gun and like go around the room like an old Looney Tunes cartoon with a fire hose. Like, <laughs> and Steelbeard's like, ow. <laughs> Damn it, Doro. Damn it. <laughs> um, do we trust Ademiel, by the way? Oh. He's given you no reason to not trust him. I have yet. no reason not to yeah. trust him. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, Any more than you distrust anybody. Yeah. And he's right. interested in the guns, certainly. I feel like me and Re or him and I have just been like eyeing the guns, you know? <laughs> I would like you to roll Dex. This is probably going to be easy for you. Are you rolling for Para? Well, uh, no, Para's, no, Para's not going to touch the guns. No, absolutely, absolutely not. Para wants nothing. Once he saw what you went through, he wants nothing to do with the guns. He just walks off with you like, oh, babe, are you okay? Ooh. Well, that's oh, a little, <laughs> can, can you blow yeah. a little fire on me? <laughs> yeah. 26. 23 to use the rifle. And that's exactly what he got, too. <laughs> so you guys are just passing it back and forth. Ah. The recoil is shocking. That is the that took a while to get used to, but once you got it, like within a couple of minutes, you guys are making crack shots with it. It's very loud, which is strange. Like it's it, it's unsettlingly loud. It's not a a weapon you could use the way you all use your bows. Mm. This is a weapon that announces itself with a crack of thunder. Galia. But it fires fast. You can watch an arrow leave your bow. You can't watch a bullet. Well, Ademiel can. Ademiel can, can see the bullet. I want to challenge Ademiel to he shoots an arrow and I shoot a bullet and we see like which one goes faster and hits the water. Ademiel can fire his, his arrows faster than a normal human could, but once they leave the bow, they're not traveling any faster than a normal arrow would. Oh, he doesn't yeah, put it any It doesn't have extra speed. It's, not, it's like a sonic arrow coming at you. So the bullets are always faster. And Ademiel is very amused that as fast as he can pull that trigger, that rifle will fire. Like, they're basically all here. They're just like every couple seconds handing the gun back to you to, re to have it reloaded. <laughs> Prior, of course, there's the uh, uh, the Electron gun safety, you know. Paul Deere loves to give a power point, so this works out really well for him. Yeah, he has like, he has like, um, Steelbeard making like a projector. Steelbeard's just like knocking out pamphlets. And as we see on slide 16. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I would say that uh, you guys get a good deal of practice in, and then, then it's like like lunchtime, like midday. You should all take a break. So now as everybody's eating, Commanders. the rest of the day, I'm really just going to be spending working on uh, finishing all the things that I was talking about, especially infusing the golden barrel powered flower into a battery. Excellent. Okay, you're working on that. Doro, what are you doing? Looking for Caitlin. Okay, so you're just... Scan the horizon. Okay. Uh, Reno, what are you doing? Reno wants to work just to kind of working on honing her skill where she's going to take the die and then she's going to try to think like bad luck and then roll it and see if she can get, you know, bad luck and then good luck. There's a dice game that you and Automil used to play when you were kids that you will still break out once in a while. So he goes down to play that game with you and you uh -huh. see if you can introduce better luck into it. And then Haldir, what are you what are you doing? Uh, so I want to make sure there's no cameras that have been put back on the ship since since we've been here. So scan nothing. I'd like to put a camera in um, Automil's room. 
Well, there is a camera in Autumn Hill's room. Like you took that camera. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, good point. I, I broke the connection, but I can still see the camera. Okay, so <laughs> exactly. you already did that. Because the, the reason I'm the reason I think about Automil, I'm like ninety percent sure everybody else on the ship is who they say they are. Right. Um, but you right? don't know for uh, sure with Automil. But for Automil, right. he's the one. He's the one. He's the one. Oh, so, so you don't really know Automil. I don't know him at all. I mean, I don't know many of these. How long have I been with this group? A few, few days. You really only knew Caitlin. Um, You've been with so this group for like two weeks max, right? Which is which is why. You know, telling people about Big Daddy Haldier and about right. murdering, you know, the the camera dude, is not is. And Kaylin did react very badly to that, very poorly, right? In in general, so I'm sure that those revelations will come um, when they're relevant. But for now, it's like I don't know any. I really don't know these people. Right. All I know is that I think of them just generally as children, with the exception of Zion, who seems to, you know, at least have more perspective. And um, and so I, I don't. I guess the point is, Haldir doesn't think that any of these people have the capability to pretend to be somebody who they're not. Right. With the exception of um, Ademil. Ademil and I are like almost the same age, which is hilarious. Like, that is kind of like, funny too. We're like, yeah. we're like about the same age as Haldir. Like, <laughs> yeah, legitimately, yeah. Uh, Ademil was, is he old? Yeah, Ademil's old, Ademil was very young when the world ended, but he was alive when the world mm-hmm. ended. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I was like right after, wasn't I? Mm-hmm. I was yep, like just after. after. You were like yeah. you were like one of the very, very first ones born. She was the hope generation. You were the hope generation, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so you all go off and start doing these things. Uh Hall Deer is in the ether, looking through cameras. Uh, Ademil has gone back to his room and is meditating again. Zion is busy working. It's bubbles and acid. Para is talking with Steelbeard. And Oinkers. And, yes, that's exactly what Para is doing. Para and Oinkers and Steelbeard are just hanging out, having a good having time. Like a tea we party. hear a little bit of this interaction? <laughs> no. <laughs> Play no, three characters at once, Ron. Nope. Come okay. on. Hey, it's like, it's, oh, fuck, okay. They can fly. Yahtzee! Well, you've been cheating. Man, I can't, I can't do a pig, too. Like, it's not gonna, this is not gonna work. I can't have a conversation between the three of them. You just put them. snorts. You just edit snorts. You just... Oinkers, stop cheating! And that's basically what you hear, okay? So, while that's happening, if you rise above that nonsense, and you're up in the crow's nest, scanning the horizon, I would like you to roll perception. With advantage. Ooh. Because you're hyper-fixated. Well, and also, he's using the spyglass. Yeah. Yes, the divine spy class. Uh, since I got advantage, uh, 21. Just as they're coming over the horizon, you spot two ships heading your way. Ships ahoy! I say, I yell out loudly enough that everyone on the ship should hear. You know, everyone's like startled as it's so fucking loud. Ships ahoy! Ships dead ahead! Everybody look! All right, I am awoken from my reverie as I, and I run upstairs and I see what Dor's talking about. Everybody downstairs immediately. By the time you get to the surface, you can see that those are a pair of ships, and with a spyglass, you can definitely see, and Haldir would recognize them in a heartbeat, those are a pair of Rylindian fog cutters. They're Rylindian fog cutters! We can see that they're all right here. Two of them! 
I'm, I'm like down with everyone else. I'm not in the process. <laughs> but I have my, I have my glass out. I'm, there's two! Dora, we're right here. With the, there's right on the horizon! <laughs> it looks like there's multiple people on board! <laughs> so that's what you're watching. All right, so the question is, I mean, first, they're, they're Rylindian, so right. um, as far as Haldir is concerned, they're probably fine. Like, or at least I'm not all that worried because they're they're my people, right? Do I recognize the ships? Oh yeah, definitely. Those are, I mean, one of them is uh, Lady Astor's. It, it, it's the flagship. And then the other one is just basically a duplicate of your vessel. The Birthright and Destiny. Which is of course what they named them. I mean, of course. You know, speaking of Haldir's ship, where is it? Where did we leave that? I believe it's still in the property of Ariska. Oh, right. Oh. That's where it is. Right. Oh, that's a problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but also, here's the thing is I'm not totally trustworthy of my grandmother at this point because no. of the um, everything that's happened, but also she's been spying on our ship. Right. That's concerning. So so as much as Haldir is unconcerned about, you know, how, how that this is going to turn into a fight, maybe a confrontation just in general should be avoided. Zion. Seems like you want us to dive. Well, yes. <laughs> I agree. So, I mean, you you understand the, what are these ships? These are fog cutters from Ryland. One belongs to my grandmother. The other is, I don't know. They belong to the blood. Just belongs. It belongs uh, to the uh, Rylandian Navy. The, yeah. the other belongs to the Rylandian Navy. Well, I think an engagement at this point is not to our advantage. I, I agree. E even even I I don't have any reason to believe the engagement would be anything except um, peaceful. Um, however. Even just the time required to stop and talk is, is something we can't afford. Steelbeard, prepare yourself. Dive. So as Steelbeard is preparing to dive, as you can hear the wood creak and water begin to rush into the hole below you, Doro, through your spyglass, you notice three gold and ruby forms rise off the deck of the Rylindian fog cutters and begin flying towards you at quite a speed. As you focus and look closer, these are suits of armor, very familiar suits of armor, dwarven sized. Oh, from the line? Yeah, it's the Iron Men. Why are they here now? Three of them? Three of them. And as far as you know, there's only one warden. So is the birthright that Lady Astor's ship? Yeah. That's definitely okay. the birthright. And that's the one that the magical suits came off of? Yep. Steelbeard's in the process of diving anyway, so... How far down could he get? Do we know yet? He's really never gone past, like, snorkeling depth. Uh, I could, I could try and go deeper. You should do that. Okay, I'm gonna have him roll. So, uh, this is... I'm not sure this is a good idea now. What, yeah. what if yeah, they follow either. us yeah, down there and just punch a hole in the ship? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> was that a natural one? It is. That's a, that's a natural one. I am afraid that I took on far too much water too quickly. And the boat just lists to the side as he's explaining a good 10 degree pitch to port. And you can hear the ocean rushing into the decks below you. Rise, Stillbeard, rise. I, 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 I cannot. I cannot push out the water and maintain this form. If I do, you will be plunged into the ocean and quite violently. Zion, can you, like, push out from the inside at the same rate that the water's pressing in from the outside? 
I will try. So I rush downstairs where he's created this ballast, and I will reach out with my divinity, and I'm going to roll to attempt to force the air. I could boil the water. <laughs> Which might be really helpful, actually, if the suits of armor come down for us. <laughs> That's also true. Keep that in our pocket. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're going we're gonna to try this first. Uh, Thanks, babe. Stand over there. Yes, yes, Pear. You can kill them all with fire. We're very aware. Thank you. <laughs> And <laughs> nope, I rolled a three okay. plus my divinity, which is, you know. <laughs> How does your bad luck even translate to like rolling it virtually? <laughs> like I just don't know. You're just fighting and fighting. I always rolled terribly. I don't know what to tell you. And you begin <laughs> to take on more water and the ship begins to sink even faster. And now it's like rushing into the room that you're in and it's already at your knees. Plan B, Para. Go for it. <laughs> okay. No. What we need is water underneath of us, right? Because it, what would that the heat rises? Would would that push us up? I don't know enough about it. Zion just left the room and slammed a door, and now you're hearing fire. So you're gonna find out. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Oh God. Para got an 18. So Para is able to boil away a lot of the water, and it stabilizes, but you're not going any higher. Oh, in the ballast, it stabilizes. Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. And it, like, keeps rushing in, but he's able to continuously boil it out. Uh, I, uh, re-enter, and I'm going to, uh, attempt again, okay? Well, you can't step into that room. If you step into that room, you'll die right now. You'll die. Yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, I give up and die. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got right? Silver rolled a four, so he's able to... Fuck. He's able to keep himself from sinking lower, but he can't get up this round. Hold on, hold on. Rena touches Steelbeard and imbues luck into Steelbeard. There we go. Let's try it one more time. Thank you, thank and you. And I got a 19. So there he's, able, yeah, he's able to open up this chamber, flush the water out, flush the steam out, and you bob back to the surface. And he's like bobbing up there just for a moment. And then you hear a as three people land on the hull. All right. Attack mode theta. <laughs> Initiate. Which is what? <laughs> I don't know. Did I miss a meeting? <laughs> <laughs> Can Stubeard, um spikes up? Oh, right. Good idea, Arena. Groaning of wood and like a whoa, and then like a splash, splash, splash as he just hurls these fuckers off of the boat and into the water. I mean, they aren't heavy suits, right? Well, they can fly though, so they kind of take back <laughs> off into the air. But yeah, yeah. If, if we're at the surface, can we get like not arrow slits, but like gun slits? Oh fuck yeah, you can get gun slits. <laughs> Think of it as like a if 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 it was turned upside down, so like the hull is kind of pointing upwards, right? And like he opens up slits on all on either side, and you see these iron suits fly into the air around you and begin to like make circles. And it looks like they're all trying to get an idea of what to do next. You can also see that the fog cutters continue to close in and that they are starting to make fog. So Haldir tosses the sniper over to um, Rena. Cool. And pulls out and, and pulls out the Tommy gun and I guess starts to shoot. All right. I guess we're in yeah. initiative. Then. Roll for initiative. Ooh, here we go. It's battle time, kids. That's just a D20, right? D20 plus your initiative modifier. Um, I rolled a seven. 
the Iron Men <laughs> go at four. Uh, go on fourteen. Just call them the red suits. What should we call? Like, what should we like call them? Red suits. Uh, we're gonna call yes. them wardens. Them the, the wardens. Yeah, okay. the wardens go on fourteen. I got a seventeen. I go on eleven. Eleven? The fuck? Okay, you guys are too too busy exchanging guns. <laughs> yeah, we're. He's talking oh, the gun. It got me. Oh shit! Oh, right, there's people here. <laughs> para. Uh, para. Oh, fuck. Para got twenty-two. Automobile gets a nine. The elves are not doing well in the initiative moment. I'm fast, but easily destroyed. Oh, hello, puppy. I've, oh, hi, buddy. Oh, oh hello. <laughs> Good girl. He knows daddy's had tequila. It's time for infection. <laughs> so who's up, Michael? There's oinkers and there's steel beard. We can have them act at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, let's have them go at the same time. And they're going to go on 12. There's so many fucking NPCs on this goddamn boat. Gotta kill off some of them. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll work on it. Like the boat. We gotta kill off the boat. So we need to somehow avoid these ships entirely and get away while under the water, right? Well, we can't even do that because we saw what just happened. So didn't like, go great. Uh, didn't go great. So I'm not gonna put Steelbeard through that immediately. So what we're gonna do instead is just fight off these three dudes and try to outrun these ships. We have a pretty good ship. Can we destroy so, the ships? I mean, they're like, ironwood, but it's possible. Just put a huge possible. hole in their holes. Yeah. Like, if, if, I mean, did if someone say destroy a ship? <laughs> <laughs> we have a few experts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've done that. Because yep. there's sap on these ships. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, okay, this is out of game, but Zion, of course, does not, would not condone doing that anyway. No. Because, like, uh, he doesn't want to, like, leave people stranded out in the water, like, or, or dead. You know, like, he tries to avoid conflict whenever possible. Sure. But right now, somebody's attacking him. So, right. like, he's going to have to do what he's doing. Yeah. Um, you don't anyway, want to kill, what, but you will. Right. <laughs> but I will, with a thought. Okay. First act, Para. So, Para knows that look in your face. He knows that type of concern. Zion's got about 18 different types of concern he shows on his face, but he knows this one in particular, the I don't want to harm the guards look. So he throws his hands up into the air and creates this dome of fire above you. It's waving and thin. It's not complete like an umbrella, but it's a barrier of fire that protects the boat and makes a separation between the wardens and you. Would that uh, would that affect the mist at all? Like, could he could he evaporate this mist? When you got closer, he absolutely could. Yeah, yeah. Do you say that to him while he's doing this? Para the fog. Oh, oh yeah. As soon as we get closer, oh yeah. Okay, I'm on it. Fog patrol. <laughs> all right, Dora. Halt! You're so smart. Wondering eye. Wondering eye gonna be a problem <laughs> i think i'll just hold action for now all right the wardens the wardens break off from each other one of them dips down towards the ship the other ones are now flying back and behind where you are and one of them just just goes straight down lands on the hull and slams his staff so they're all carrying like i think they would he would take if he does that he takes an attack of opportunity or something because there's fire around the boat. oh that's true they have to fly uh, through the fire right yeah and is other spikes still on the top of the boat as well oh uh, well, he didn't really do spikes he's kind of through you but there could be uh, right but he's just well, he's, is steelbird an initiative steelbird is an initiative so they don't really he doesn't have to, to like land all the way so he kind of like tries to fly down and around the fire so i'm gonna have para take an attack of opportunity on him what a two. So so he 
He's able to like fly underneath, kind of like just, just barely skim the water and fly under and then jams this staff that he's holding against the hole. Electricity crackles out. You hear a steel beard groan and you, the wood shifts a bit around it, but, it, but the guy just like stabs him and flies off and then seems to signal to the others. All right, uh, Oinkers and Steelbeard. Steelbeard was not pleased about that and is like taking, is now kind of like reforming himself to defend himself. Oinkers does a running leap towards one of the holes, forms into a little bird and shoots out the side and goes soaring up into the air. All right, Reno. Through any of the, can I see any enemy through any of the- The one who just flew past, you got a really good shot at. Cool, I'm gonna try this uh, sniper rifle out. Roll to hit. So I get to add my decks to it, but not anything else? Correct. That should be fine, though. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you'd you think so, yeah. Just my decks. Um, 17. 17? Oh, I believe that's going to hit. Let me just double check that. Because they are in basically full plate. Yeah, so, it might not. No, uh, it doesn't actually. Dings off like the heavily armored shoulder part. Okay, I have, an, I have another attack, so it's cool. Let's see if we do better this time. Oh, we did. I critical. That will do it. That will definitely hit. Yes. Okay, cool. So what do I roll damage wise for? What is the damage on this on the sniper rifle, Joe? Is it two die 10? On the rifle is two die 10 plus four. Yep. Two die 10 plus four. So it's two die 10 plus your dex is what it would be. Okay. Yeah. Which is four yeah. for me still. So it's right. cool. Do I double the dice or do I double? The first one's full damage. So the first one's 24 and then roll another one on top of that. 24. Yeah. Two die 10 plus four. Because you, because you got the. Oh, okay. Right, because you got the so, critical. So the so the first one's full damage, and then roll for the second one. Okay, because the second one was a 10. 24 plus 14? Yes. Yeah, it would yeah. be. Holy shit. The first shot catches him in the shoulder, which kind of spins him around, and the second shot just catches him straight in the forehead, just boom. Like, it doesn't pierce the armor, but you see blood trickling down. Well, you wouldn't see it, but blood is trickling down into his eyes. Spins out of control for a moment, but is able to pull up before he strikes the water. Give Rena guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give Rena guns. Damn. That's going to be the new title of the show. The meme that I sent you from a while ago. I won't hesitate. Like, that's the perfect meme. <laughs> <laughs> On site. On site. <laughs> All right. Who's up? Automil. Rena's got the gun. So Automil's going to just fire his bows, tracks the same one that Rena just shot, and fires three arrows in rapid succession. All three of them launch out basically at the same time. None of them look like they're going to hit him. They all just kind of spread out around him. But you can see as it's spreading out, like little thin fibers connecting them, almost like a spider web. They all pass him and then immediately enclose him in whatever this is. And webbing just starts to expand from it, from all over, and just covers him in a thick ball of it that he can't get out of, and he goes spiraling into the water with a huge crash. Um, Haldir, and I'm not sure, what is he facing at this point? Two of these guys are like flying back and then behind you. Single out one and using the um, the automatic rifle. The Tommy gun? There's Tommy gun, shoot at him. You're just going to unload on him? Yes. You could shoot at both. If you unload the clip, you can make a cone and shoot at both of them. What, what does that do to my accuracy? Like to, to my Machine gun rules are going to work like this. Normal bullets, normal shots, using dexterity. It's about aim and accuracy. When you are firing full automatic with a machine gun, it's about control. 
it's about strength. So when you auto-fire this gun and just empty a clip into an area, you do not get your proficiency bonus and you're rolling to hit with strength. Okay, no, let's do the cone to start out to try and hit both. You guys have seen a gun. This is something even to like a magnitude quite different as he unloads and you just see shells exploding out from this thing as he unloads an entire drum of bullets. Uh, I rolled a seven, so 14. You are just not quite used to this recoil. It's a little bit more than you were expecting. You got it this time, though. You know what's going to happen next time. And this barrage of bullets fire out, but they saw their guy go down, and so they dip as you start to unload, and you just shoot over their heads. Can I re-summon that gun and fire again? Not until the next round. So take the action. Yeah. So could I could I get the revolver instead then? Fuck yeah, you can. Just drop it. All right, it. so <laughs> then I'm yeah. going to drop, pick one of them, um, whatever one is is closest, yep. and unload with the with the revolver. Roll to hit. God damn it, thirteen. These are how guns work, and then misses everything. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, <laughs> that's embarrassing. You're shooting up through holes. Paris shooting fire everywhere. I mean, there's a lot of shit going on in this small enclosed area, so it's understandable you made and probably not even noticed you missed. Like everything's going off at once. That's so true. Yeah, you're, you're just fine. Yeah, yeah. You're just going. You were you were just guiding them into the rest of them. You're helping. It's a team That's effort. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pushing them out. Yeah. All right. Who's up? Me. First, I have a question. Okay. As, I, as I'm looking out through these yeah. holes and, and whatnot, and I've seen the warden, uh, a warden fly before. I haven't seen three of them, right. but apparently they, they've duplicated the technology, assuming these are the same people. Or maybe warden stole it. What do I know about their flying mechanisms? Is there like fire coming out of their feet? Or is there like uh, just magically flying the same way I do? There's no mechanisms you can see, and nothing is shooting out the bottom of him. When Para flies, he expels flame and heat behind him, and that carries him through the air. They just appear to be soaring through the air just like you do. They make noise as they fly through the air and ripples as they pass along the water, but otherwise, whatever is propelling them is completely invisible. Also, while the armor is very similar, they don't have those extra gems that the warden had. Because hmm. the warden had three gems in his chest plate and three more in his helmet. And they don't have those. So I think uh, what I'll do is I'll reach out with my divinity and attempt to clasp one of them. Okay. What is your range? My range, I think, is 100 feet, 120 feet. 120 probably. How far away Further are they? Further than that. There are, there are a couple hundred feet away at this point. All right. Uh, in that case, I am going to... Do you have magic missile <laughs> or anything <Do>. like that? <laughs> they auto hit. <laughs> yeah, you could just cast a spell. That would that would be different. No one would see that coming. <laughs> okay, I'm going to. Uh, is there anything like in my vicinity that's not Steelbeard <laughs> that I could use as a projectile? Like Steelbeard could make you a projectile. Yeah, I just hate to like. Both of the elves have quivers on their back. That That's are true. There's also just arrows, arrows sticking around you. Yeah. <laughs> right. I would say, uh, okay, Rena, can I borrow an arrow? Grab it, Wayne. You can grab it. Sorry, I got the shot. I got the gun. So I'm just like, you do Get it. it. Go. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. I uh, grab an arrow and I reach out with my divinity and I force projectile that. 
right for that guy's face. You can fire that just like you were firing it from a bow. You even like pull back and then just let you just, <laughs> just let go. Sing, right? So I I've would seen like Rena do this. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would like you to roll to hit. What kind of arrow did he grab? I don't think he would know. So once you I fire, know, I'm so. gonna have you roll a die six, and we're gonna figure out which one it was. Yeah, it's gonna light up green. Or something <laughs> yeah, like that. it's like it's a flare arrow. Yeah, hundred percent. You think he would probably notice if it wasn't sharp on the tip, though? Oh right? no, they're all sharp. They're all they're arrows. Sharp. Oh yeah, but like yeah. they're magical. Some of them are magically infused. One is a sleep arrow. One creates a flare. One creates a big huge whiz bang. I mean, there could oh, be anything. Yeah. It can be an entangle arrow. Could be an entangle arrow. arrow. Yeah. would probably kill yeah, one yeah. of these dudes. But if they right, fell, right. hell so, yeah. Uh, so for this, am I rolling my divinity, I guess? So it's like... Uh, no, uh, you're just no, you're just rolling uh, your decks on this one because it, it's, a, it's a ranged weapon. So you're so it'd be your yeah, decks. but I'm not firing an uh, I'm not firing a uh, air, arrow oh, from arrow. a bow. Using right. I'm but using you're divinity. Firing an arrow because you only have because once it gets past your range, it's been launched like a projectile. So it's still going to be a dex roll to oh. hit. He should okay. be. You should be proficient in martial weapons as if well. If it was so. within 120 feet, I am. You would have just binged him, right? You could just direct no, it to him. No, if it was 120 feet, grab I would him, just, right, you know, exactly. Yeah. Grabbed his yeah. skull and like, you know, shot him into you're the water. Basically so. creating a, you're basically creating a forced slingshot is what you're yeah. doing here. Right. Well, okay. If I knew enough to know that uh, I was not going to be able to like use force divinity any more than shooting an arrow like a, like a, a bad uh, athlete that right. I am, then I, then I wouldn't do that. It's, well, so I mean, I, like it gets like your range is increased, right? It's the, it's the accuracy. It's, it's the aiming that you still have to do. You know what I mean? All right. Well, this is my first time. This is my first time yeah. attempting this. Let's, so we'll just roll yeah, and see what, see what happens. Shot. Yeah. Yeah. This is, is how proficient? we learn. All right, guys, no. hear me out. I think Zion should shoot Doro. At them, <laughs> I was gonna say I'm a projectile, but I didn't want to. It's possible. Leave let's, let's get the arrow off first to see what happens. Anyway, yeah. right. I rolled a six. Okay, so unfortunately, whatever. no. Well, <laughs> it just, it just, you just miss. But, but you've, but you, but you've learned. <laughs> what kind of arrow was it? It misses, right, and then it like turns like a bright green as it sinks back towards the ground. It's like oh, everything's okay. Everything's, everything's okay. Good, everything, yeah, everything, everything's <laughs> fine. Okay. Do the okay. uh, do any of the uh, uh, elves on the ship recognize the arrow? Yeah, if They're you like, could, oh, like, everything's if, good. If, if you could see them, they would kind of like like do that kind of like dog <laughs> head tilt thing. At it. Like, what are they trying to do? And like, all right, whatever, you know, and just go right back to it. Speaking of which, those ships are uh, have now vanished into the fog, and the fog is gonna overwhelm you on the next round except it's not because para's got his thing but right right and it's para's turn and it's the next okay round. so, so para is like seeing that fog coming and he is already forming fire she's now very very focused and he's built like a rolling wall that is extending in front of your ship all right doro old action <laughs> Until what? What are you holding action for? Like any idea? No, there's there's nothing I can do. What am I? I can't shoot anything at these people anyway. You have a boat. Oh, it's not. You no, can see them. You could teleport to, to one of them. them. No. You could use my yeah, boat. Yeah, I mean, you could teleport right could to teleport one of them. Could you teleport their armor away from them? Like but touch they, their you armor? You probably have to be able to resist. They could probably, so they would definitely like, be able to resist. Based on the game system, I'm doing it to them. Right. Even if it is their armor, it's technically them. So yep. they would get the resistance and I, it probably wouldn't work. Take my bow. 
But that seems like a terrible idea because then all they have to do is like drop me in the water or something, or but you can teleport back, or right? grapple me, or I don't know. Take my bow, take my bow. I'm not using it right now, and it has range. Or just like a knife to slice through, like the weak points in the armor, you know, underneath. <laughs> like, all possible here things. Or here. All I am possible. trying to give you a ranged weapon. No, I appreciate it, but until I mean, they commit to not flying around like a jerk. I think I should just stay here. All right. Frankly, hold action so, then. Yeah. All right, uh, wardens. Let me see. One of them is one is crashed in the water. One is crashed into the water. Drown, has, not re, has not resurfaced. <laughs> so there's that. Womp womp. He can only hold his breath so long. <laughs> the other two circle around and fly right over you guys at full speed and vanish into the fog. One of those wardens, unless... Oh, paras. Don't breathe, which I don't know, would need to roll a constitution save, I, th- I think, when they're drowning. Oh, Is that one's like- dead. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. one hit the water very hard, and there's Never no mind. reason why that wouldn't have killed them. So they are very <laughs> right. dead. Because that sure, armor, roll that constitution save every time. <laughs> every time I saw Iron Man come careening out of the uh, out of the fucking yeah, sky, dead. hit the ground and roll, I'm like, he's dead. He's dead. He's fucking he dead. There's no way he would have lived through that. There's no way. No, that guy is dead. Thank Iconic. God that Rita has that sniper rifle. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Okay, uh, so then the other two wardens, what did they do again? They circled around? They had flown behind you, and then they just accelerated over you and vanished into the fog. Paris fire. They would have flown <laughs> right. through it. They, they would have to fly through his fire. He's they? making up like a short wall in front of you. They're several hundred feet in the oh, air. I, I mean, oh, right. they can fly. I thought it was a dome, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A dome. but it's not that far. It's like maybe like 60 feet out. Like, Para can't oh, create a giant wall of fire. No, oh, no, okay. it, like oh, it's, okay. it's basically like a half circle in front of the ship that he's using to oh. carve a path through the thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's what he's doing. So as you guys hit the edge of the fog wall, he's pushing it back and keeping it immediately off you. So there's like a, in, instead of just being engulfed by it, now there's about 60 feet of vision out around the ship in front of you. Uh, okay. Uh, Oinkers and Steelbeard. Oinkers is, as far as you guys know, gone. You have no idea where she is or what she's doing. Steelbeard is trying to figure out what to do. Like, should I raise sails and we should just run? What, what do I do? Can you sink again? And like, we can just roll better? I could try. Full sail. Keep going. So the deck like opens up around you, the mast rockets out, the sails unfurl, and you guys get lurched a little backward as he just takes off and is just going straight forward now. As it opens up, you see one of the ships break into that open area and pass like right next to you within 30, within 30 feet. You see several uh, Ironwood Guardians on that ship. There's about three or four of them on that ship with bows. They all pull and they all fire as they go past. Two arrows hit right next to the openings you have made. One passes in, Haldir, and just grazes the bridge of your nose as it, as it slams into the wood next to you. I mean, that guy's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I probably know those people. <laughs> you do. You absolutely do. Like, like, two of them are your cousins. Oh, shit. Well. <laughs> it's a real shame. Yeah. Okay, uh, Rena. Oh, God. Okay. <sighs> Is there anybody else on the ship I see that's not a guardian? All of the guardians 
have wooden face shields with crystal eyes, just like Cebu had. In addition to that, you see several people who are clearly Rylindian elves, and they have some sort of goggles on, these thick glass goggles that shimmer with a pink and purple energy. And then you also see a couple of dwarves. How would she know? I, like, I wouldn't recognize my cousin if they had on like a wooden mask with me. Uh, sure, like they pulled them down. She can tell by the ears or something. Okay. <laughs> One of we them have was there painting. and pulled them down. <laughs> they have different tattoos, something. But I hear, I, I hear what you're saying. There was some kind of marker. Got it, Michael. Just okay. <laughs> or every mask is a little bit different, yeah. you know? Like everyone's got their own unique mask. Right. Creative for themselves. Right, exactly. Yeah. They have the, they put the face, you know the face paint I wear? They have right. it on their mask. They recreate it on the mask. That's exactly what yeah, they, they, they um, do. That's it. It's like, oh, I know that asshole. But as the ship passes, so it just like, it passes out of fog and then back into fog rather quickly. As it passes by, on the edge of the railing, his eyes smoldering, is your brother, Paul Deere. Halstos is standing there, fully armored, fully alive, as that ship vanishes into the fog. This is fascinating. It's like, it's not like these people have come into our own world. It's like we've moved into theirs, you know, because there's so many people that, that, are, totally. that are supposed to be dead that are alive here. So did we pass through a portal of some kind that I missed? Like, I would like you this? to roll perception. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I was back with that, like, like that beast at Kogorod. I bet that's, that's what right. happened. Uh, 21. <laughs> As you're passing by, you notice, like, the armor is on him, but also around him. His neck, the flesh from his neck seems to be growing into it and forming part of it, almost like a turtle shell around him. And you can see a glowing red underneath that shell. And then in fog again. Oh, fuck. He's fogged up again? Well, it went basically popped out of fog and then right back into fog as soon as it left. I don't really want to shoot people I probably knew because that's a little traumatizing. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, I'm going to try and blind them. I'm going to shoot two daylight arrows as we go by trying to blind all of my archer buddies. Hell yeah. Do you give us a heads up or you just... Well, it won't blind you. Do Do you guys? Because it it goes out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to like strike like the ship in front of where they are to like blind where they are. Yeah. 22. It'll definitely hit where you want it to go. Absolutely. And then uh, my second shot is... Rena never misses. 13. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's like close enough. Like it doesn't hit the railing in front of them. It hits the wall behind them, right? <laughs> and both just go off in these bright bursts. No one even moves. No one raises a hand to guard their eyes. Nothing. You okay, just so the- see those glass panels shine and then darken as soon as the light goes off and then fade back out of that darkness once it goes away. Damn, I should have tried to shot one of them off the face. They're dead. That's okay. They're all dead. They're dead anyway. Yeah, that's right. They're all, they're, <laughs> they're all their tombstones anyway. have been forged. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say I use my bonus round to grab the gun back up. All right. Who's up? Uh, all right, Adamil. Adamil uh, watches the boat go by, watches everything happen, sees that everyone's okay. He's got more arrows loaded and is just waiting for a target. So he's just going to hold action. All right. Hold ear. Uh, what's there? Right now, fog. That's it? 
That's it. But as you're looking around, there's a voice directly behind you. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> this is all so unnecessary, my dear. We just want you to come back home. Your kingdom needs you. And behind you is Lady Aster, standing in the middle of the deck, seemingly completely unbothered by the activity around her. And you seem to be the only one who notices her. Uh, yeah, I mean, I knew this was coming, right? Like, stay out of my way, Grandma. <laughs> what do you want? I just want us all to live, my dear. Even your little friends. Such a stupid answer. What the fuck do you actually want? All I want is for our world not to burn. And for you to turn over the sun. Oh, you want Para? Is that the name they've chosen this time, have they? Interesting. No. Haldir <laughs> <laughs> is very much um, concerned with the end of the world, and so and so. I guess his his you know his philosophy is is more utilitarian in that way, and so if turning Opera will you know help him to his end, that's not. I mean, like. I can totally see you doing it. You don't have to explain it whatsoever. It's completely so, within the line of Haldir. Yeah. So, but the, but like also the second consideration of is, if if Haldir gives up Para, there goes every single like the trust is gone, right? Oh, you're fucked. If you give up Para right now, you're fucked. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and like and Haldir at the same time acknowledges that he can't, that all of this can't be done, um, just just him. So, I mean that's not an option. So. Like, so, so for a couple of seconds, he's like, huh. In that moment, the end of your Tommy gun is just happy to be pointed directly towards the back of Para's head, fully <laughs> trusting you, right? In this That's moment, right, yeah. looking out the window, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're like, I can do it right now. But then also acknowledging that there's no way to do this without um, destroying. Dying. Yeah, you can't really do a whoopsie. And even if you did a whoopsie, like Zion's still gonna kill you. He still would kill me for it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie. But in a way, I really look forward to it because I really want to be that wrathful, vengeful god that I was always meant to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, Michael's down for it. Michael will trade a relationship for vengeance at the drop of a hat. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, the fans have come to realize that I'm actually quite evil. But oh, like, come I'm to realize, good always been aware of, I think. <laughs> the, second, the second Friday was like, would you torture this guy right. before we get some in, some some info out of him? And you went, yes, yes, <laughs> I relish in it. I think that's when they figured it out. <laughs> so I'll do responding to Mother Astor, like, now can't you wait? Do you do this out loud or in your no, head? No, in my head to her. My dear, people will needlessly die. Your pretty little ship might get damaged. Now's the perfect time. You might needlessly die. If death is what it takes to reclaim the future. And she fingers this necklace she's always worn, this strange jade pendant that's always had an uncomfortable energy about it. Then that is what I must do. Though I'd hate to make that decision 
so hastily. We need to get out of here now. My grandmother is on one of these ships now. Can you go any faster, Steelbeard? I have an idea, but you're not going to like it. Peril, full fire, please. Straight upwards. And what's flame out of those holes and directly yeah, I know, upwards. But you're also para, so that's why you. Right, to... I'm sorry. Yes, yes. I will also answer that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, me. I'm para. <laughs> As he does that, Steelbeard is wrapping layers now, just throwing up layers and layers of sail material, gathering it and gathering it as the heat launches upwards, it catches it and just billows out. Let's see if we can pull this shit off. I was gonna say, I was like, we're gonna fly. Or he's gonna <laughs> burn down. I rolled a natural fucking 20. You Woo! take off into the air. You feel the what? bottom of your boat <laughs> scrape this the top of thing. the next one as you just clear its mast and you guys rise into the air. We uh, are I want to yell down yeah. at the elves. <laughs> but you didn't see this one coming. They did not. Uh, the two extra Iron Men like fly out of the clouds for a moment. It looks like they might give chase, but then think twice of it and circle back down to the ships below. As so you, is this ship better. technically now a projectile weapon that I can summon? No. <laughs> no, it's an airship. It's not okay, a Okay, let's bullet. summon like 50 more no, steel beards and create an armada. Also, steel beard is a person. So now, since we're above them, can we ballista down into the ships? I think if you were more pre prepared, you could, but, they're, but they quickly are just consumed by their own fog. Yeah. We're getting away. As I said from the very beginning, don't engage. We're getting out of here. We have a plan, and they are not the plan. Now, Steelbird does not go far up and quickly begins to glide back down. So you're only in the air for a good, like, 10 minutes before his keel hits water again. Well, and also, uh, Para can't keep it up forever either. <laughs> 10 minutes is still an incredible amount of time to fly. Yeah. Para is on one knee, panting for breath, his eyes wild and displaced and all the sweat on his body has formed into ice. He's exchanged so much heat that his sweat has frozen into frost. Para is just terrifyingly powerful. Para is very scary. Well, and that's why there's a whole army after that. That's <laughs> true. I mean, he does have the power of the sun. He also thinks he right, might right. be able to go supernova. He's pretty sure he can probably pull that off. He would die in the process, I'm assuming. Well, I definitely rush up to Perry and try to warm him up and like, you know, give him like, <laughs> and, like hug him around. And, Very like, chilly. Yeah. Have hot chocolate. Thank you, still. <laughs> <laughs> just like hot cocoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just like hot water you could put on him. Yeah, but if he could make cocoa, why not, right? And he can make cocoa leaves. Anything with <laughs> plants, Steve Bird can like pull off, so why not? Like, you want some weed? He's got like a primo room. There's like eight <laughs> strands growing, whatever the fuck you want. Mm. What you feeling today? <laughs> I want a steel beard so badly. I really do. <laughs> like, if I can think anything from this world, I think I'd just be like, I just want a steel beard. That'd be great. I don't care that it talks to me. It grows me this weed. It's great. Are you kidding me? I'd have someone to talk to. I'd have a friend. As long as steel beard has internet, I am fucking down. <laughs> you could also go wherever you want to. Like, you know? Like That would be the, the thing. If you were on a living boat, that could make all the food you want, become anything you want it to be, and also give you internet. 
I would be 100% down for this thing. Steel beard could also be like a, like a wood version of a car. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't be paying rent. You know what yeah. I mean? You would just like, like he could be a train. Who the fuck knows? I mean, could, I'm sure there's a way to monetize this as well. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that, like he could make weed, just sell weed. You could go around the country just doing it, just, just like selling as a job. fucking weed. Yeah, and if you get into trouble, just sail to, inter- to inter- international, international waters, waters and you're good to go. <laughs> as you a lawyer, I see out. no holes in this. No, it's flawless. <laughs> I love how you just say your title first, though. <laughs> just, just get this out of the way. Just so you know, I know. I'm not I'm your, your lawyer, lawyer, and I'm not acting as a lawyer. But here's my <laughs> I'm not advice. A lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> so as we, as Steelbeard lands on the ground and Para is comforted with hot cocoa and blankets and hugs from his boyfriend. Uh, and um, the, the rest of the crew sort of <sighs> takes a sigh of relief. Um, so uh, ostensibly speaking, we were moving in a different direction than they were because the, the two ships were coming toward us, right? So they'd have to like circle around and do that whole thing. So there's no way. Plus you were in the air. Yeah, they mean, have to catch us yeah, too. Right? You guys have right. got a good head start. So we are also well out of initiative. They require point, right? wind. And Steelbeard right. can add extra mm. propulsion on top of the wind. So they're never going to catch you at this point. Okay, good. Um, and so, you know, we just continue on our, on our way. But I think I would start by saying, um, guys, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, especially like Rena turning to Armiel, like, what the fuck was that? Hey, who were they? <laughs> that was my grandmother. She wants Para. Another elf? Do you mention your brother and the fact that he's your brother? My, my brother was on one of those ships. He is dead. There was, no, there was literally just ashes, and not even that, really. He melted in no. lava. He's yeah, fucking he was cons- dead. He was consumed by lava. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was deader than dead, dead. Yeah. He, he cannot be here. I don't understand. Well, it's clear he comes from a different reality. We've already been fighting against these people again. Apparently, all of reality is collapsing around us in order to fight us or take us or kill Para for some reason. Romy and Arcana. This was the natural 20. Right? Wouldn't that be amazing? 18 plus 9, 27. Jesus Christ. So Whoa. as you're saying that... <laughs> nailed it, by the way. I mean, it's... A, never in battle. Never in battle. Yeah, but. never in battle, but like when it comes to a fucking book, Zion's got it down. So as you're saying this, like a little thought in the, in the, in the back here, because you remember reading about this, old magic, with old magic, it would have been possible. Even if there was like a piece of them left, right? If a, like a finger, a bit of ash, a nail, a strand of hair... As long as there was some of him left with old magic, it's possible he could have been brought back. Could have been some sort of resurrection spell. Those existed in the time before the fall. You you must know about that, Haldir. Was there any piece of him that must have survived? Or something for them to be able to resurrect him? Unless, of course, as I said, he was brought from another dimension or what have you the same way Caitlin and you were able to travel before. It m- might be possible. Well, we have more questions than we have answers. But it is neither here nor there. We're out of the way. We're saving Caitlin. Screw those people. Sorry for your grandma. Fuck my grandma. Yeah, fuck your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, Ademiel's like, like he would just mention, like, I may be a danger to you all. 
Because while they cannot track you, they can probably still track me. Ugh. I have to work on that. He says that? Yeah, because he would know. Like, he's like he's had the mud on him. And, um, like... I vote that we throw um, Automail <laughs> off the ship. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, Para is a cleric. Uh, when he gets better, he should have Dispel. Dispel. He should. Dispel magic. But Para doesn't have anything... That doesn't oh, do with cleric. healing oh, or wait. fire. No, 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 no. I have dispel magic. <gasps> do you have dispel magic? You yes. do. You could yeah. ritualistically well, dispel magic. For that matter, so do I. Yeah. So, yeah. Between the so two of you, you could, ha- you could handle this. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. okay. That's, so we're gathered I, I uh, atop the, uh, the, uh, That's perfect. the ship. Watching As the sunset. Automil is just like <laughs> and, uh, stripped off. Like he's just basically in his <laughs> underwear. Yeah. Right, so Automil's there in his loincloth, yeah. what have you, and uh, he wears like, briefs. Uh, Automil definitely wears briefs, no doubt he whatsoever. Does. He does. There oh are there, there's drawings of they are they are small way more secure though. Very when they're small around. briefs. Yeah, uh, I so, would like to strip down into my briefs as well. You got like big old baggy boxers. People are like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, I, "He did it." Right, right. <laughs> right. Parasees both of you, and then he strips off. Are we going swimming? <laughs> no, no, don't get off the no. <laughs> Hold here. Will you join me in some cooperative magic? We need to ri- rid ourselves of this trouble. We cannot be tracked. Yes. All right. Hot. <laughs> hot. Uh, he'll like, you know, wave his hands on one side. I'll wave my hands on the other side. And uh, we'll... We, we uh, cast dual dispel magic. We cast dual dispel <laughs> yeah. magic. Yeah. Um, I mean, between the two of you, especially since you know what you're doing, yeah, that works. Uh, you both push your energies towards each other. You kind of feel the meat in the middle. And there's like a... There's a tingle, Doro. There's a, there's a crackle of energy between Doro? you two. Doro? Doro's that's not very doing anything. Doro. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Zion. Oh, the the, the magician, right. Doro. So, so as Holdir <laughs> pushes his magic out and Zion pushes yours out, Zion, there's like this, this meeting of that energy. There's this dance in between your energies that is enticing and fun and exhilarating. And then there's a whoosh oh. as like a wind forms from the top of his head down to his feet and just blows shiny blue dust off him that you couldn't see before. I told you to take more showers, man. <laughs> we have one in the ship. It's literally like if just glitter piled, you know, just piled, just piled up at his feet. That's what you're, that's what you see right now. Just this little pile of glitter. Thank you for joining us for God's Fall Season 6, Episode 14, Birthright. We've got my DM's notes, a print-ready layout of all four levels of Steelbeard, and behind-the-scenes content on patreon.com slash godsfall. And we'll see you next time in the world of the Five Kingdoms.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. This show was produced and edited by Dead Ghost Productions. Find out more about us and all the shows we make at deadghostpro.com. Deadghostpro.com.